On News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron. Can you lower my thing a little bit? I'm off. Can you not say when I got the mic on, can I lower your thing a little bit? <laughs> I mean, I'm in DMI. What, what, what do you want? The, mic, the headphones? Yes, please. All right. Uh, how's that? I'm fine. That How are you? Is that better? It's much better. Thank Mark? you. Mark? I don't have anything. Is that oh, better? Check. Oh, yeah, there it is. A little bit. Got a little more. Yeah. Any better? Uh, yeah, perfect. Okay, there we go. All right, it's interesting. You're deaf, Mark, and Baker is just fine, and Moses... I have everything. Now, now, now let's just pause for a second before we start here. And let's just hear for just... uh, I'm just going to ask Moses, how you doing? How's your day going? Listen to this voice of Moses with a cold. He sounds like... You got a cold? Yeah, listen, he sounds... Can't you tell? Everybody's moving away from me. Move away from me. Just listen once. He sounds like Darth Vader. Hi, Moses, how you doing? Hello, Ron. Nice to be here. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Darth Don't you, touch the counter. Keep you your say, hands on see, your lap. Let's Luke, see. I am your father. Yeah, could, <laughs> you report the, could you just say, Luke, I am your father? Luke, I am your father. How's <laughs> <laughs> that sound? He's got that. I mean, that voice is so deep. you got to do the breathing. <laughs> <laughs> does that not sound like... Uh, it, it does. It uh, does. Wasn't that James Earl Jones? It who was played, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones played Darth Vader. Darth Vader, the voice of Darth Vader. <laughs> this is CNN. And now Moses <laughs> is here as... James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when he talks, he scares the hell out of me. I mean, it's just like, you know... And uh, and uh, he ought to be scared, right, Mark? That's right. Yeah. Wow, listen to that, Luke. <laughs> I am your father. Phil, I, I mean, his voice sounds it sounds great, right? But I could tell that he's sick. You could just see the way he well, looks. He's got a I cold. Just, yeah, deal. poor guy. Why are you poor here? Guy. He's got a cold. You're allowed to. You're allowed to miss one. Week. He's got a cold. No, he's, he's not. A tree. His, eyes, he, his eyes are almost closed he, shut. If you if you want to evict me right now, I'll leave. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Carl answers the call. I, he I answers the call. I want Carl here. Carl. Carl is an important part of this. Yes, absolutely. I'm all right. I'm all right. So, yeah, yeah, so Mark, try not to get sick. I've been washing my hands. I've been using, I don't know where my lotion's at. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're you're bringing, uh, what the heck was that? Some chicken Alfredo. Um, haven't you, you haven't said I've lost some weight. Haven't you noticed? No, have you? Oh, you haven't noticed. <laughs> no, I, I, first of all, Attorney Beatrice is here. The, uh, the first thing I noticed was Moses's baritone voice, which is very cool. The second thing I noticed was when Beatrice walked in the studio, he walked very good. Yeah. yeah uh, no, look. What's an update on your knee replacements? Uh, two-door physical therapy. They're like miracle workers there. Well, well, hold on a minute. Just a minute. Mark, let's flash back to a couple weeks ago, or maybe three weeks they ago. They were terrorists. Yeah, they, they are terrorists. They now, today they're miracle workers, right? Well, because they, they were... got me. They got me walking without a limp, mm-hmm. and uh, I still have some swelling on my knee. I still have some very light pain. Um, and I missed my therapy today. I was supposed to go today, but I missed it. And. What else? How long has it been since the surgery? It was October 23rd, so it's now... October, November. Almost three months. Almost three months, yeah. So the day, almost. Almost so, 12 weeks. Are you, are, and you walk normal now. I walk normal, but I still can't, like, uh, I want to get my total mobility back. The doctor doesn't think I could do it. The therapist don't think I can do it, so now it's a challenge to get it done. You think you're at 90%? What, what, hold, stop, hold on, wait a minute. They don't think you can do it? Right. Your total... Uh, <laughs> the point that's encouraging. 40 degrees. 
what's normal? What what normally happens after? Most people can't even do 140 degrees, which you take your leg and you put your foot back up to your butt. Don't do oh, it. Oh, okay. And, and okay. what? And, That's 140 degrees. Yeah. And what are you looking to do? What can you do now? I can almost get it there. And there, and most people can't. Why do you want to do that? I want to get full mobility. Basically, back. you're saying to me you want to kick yourself in the ass. Oh, right. Say, <laughs> <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to do that? Well, can I ask you why that's important to you? Just because they said I couldn't do it. Uh huh. Someone says I can't do it, then I'm going to do it. Really? Yeah. He'll right. do it. Uh, so, do, uh, do you hurt? I mean, uh, you, you're, you, you don't hurt as much. Therapy, I hurt like. The last exercise they do for me, it, they're, they're, they should work for the CIA. <laughs> See, now because, this is... A, <laughs> because I would tell them anything to get that off done. Really? Oh, when, I, when, when four minutes hits on that timer, I'm like, get this weight off my leg, <laughs> get away from me, rub my leg. And now, how did you lose the weight? Are you watching I, what you eat or I what? I hired uh, uh, a guy, the nutritionist I hired before... But this time I'm actually following it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hell. And not drinking, you know, that. Alcohol? Uh, yeah. You know, when I was on the painkillers, I'm not on the painkillers anymore. But I couldn't drink, and so. You gave up drinking. I didn't give it up totally, but I'm, you know. Well, no, no. You, when the boat goes in the water, I'll get all ruined no, again. But, uh, <laughs> well, there's nothing better about that than when you put a, put a large ship in the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, so yeah, so you gave up drinking and you're following your nutrition. Yeah. How much weight have you lost? So far, a total of about eight pounds. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Eight pounds, and you can't exercise now because of your. No, I still I, I um, can exercise. Maybe the doctor will release me January 26th to exercise. We'll have to see. That's when I see but him again. Light exercise, nothing right. like you were doing. Right. No, I'm going. I'm going to go back and hit it. But hard. you can't hit it like that. You're powerlifting. How could you do that yeah, with an artificial knee? You can't you can anymore. Not not for a not while. Where you're squatting down with that weight over no, your head? You, really? No, I'm gonna you can't do it. You can't do that for a I'm while. I'm going to do it. I'm the whole thing would come unglued and you know, no, not glued. Jesus, there's no glue. His leg will fall off. The real question would be, why do you want to do that? Right. Yeah, you were throwing up heavy weight. Sorry, Darth. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like right? why further, would you do uh, that? As, <laughs> as a further assessment, I like his tie and shirt. Okay, sure. but anyway, so you're, you're you look much better. I feel much better. You look normal. You you don't look like you're in pain like you did before. Oh no, right? my God, that was you looked in for, pain. For, yeah, for a good six to eight weeks, it was painful. I mean, I was I was chewing those Vicodin. You know, mm -hmm. everyone was saying, "Don't take the Vicodin." I'd see the doctor, and he'd go, are you taking your pain pills? And I'd go, no, everyone's telling me not to take it. He goes, and where did they get their medical degrees from? Right. He goes, you've you got to help your body heal. heal, and being in pain causes stress on your body. So right. mm -hmm. I don't want you in pain. That's why I give you the pain pills. Now that you're getting better, how is the uh, – I know that your wife's been waiting on your hand and foot at home. No, is that continuing? No, not at all. No? No. Well, how's that going? It's not. She's not waiting on you. Uh, you got the you, you got, got the good bed out the of good it though. Bed that comes up. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. How so? How do you like the uh, flexible? Well, we bed? we don't really agree on what's going to be on TV. We don't have much agreement. You know what? I hate to admit it, but I got the same problem. Who does? Right. <laughs> I mean, now that you're right. talking about it, I got to admit. My wife okay. and I have like maybe two shows that right. we'll watch. I, I, so like far, my wife watches like Blue Bloods. 
Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, it's all these TV shows now, it's a scam to get you to watch them that they make them like joined. Like, I, I want to watch shows where if I watch it and then I don't watch it again for three years, I still got an idea of what's going on. Right. right? Like, what shows do you like to watch? American Pickers. Uh, okay. Oh, I like that show. I love that show. Okay. What else? I watch the History Channel mainly American Pickers, Pawn Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Stuff like that. And then I'll flip through and catch a movie. I read books. You know, I've read a couple books. And so you and her aren't compatible on TV watching? Not at all. Like in the morning, she turns on Fox News. I'm, I'm like, I'm not watching <laughs> Fox News. Really? I refuse to watch Fox News. Really? Yeah. You ever see that? Uh, I put on MSNBC, well, on. and she goes, I refuse to watch MSNBC. And I go, Oh, hang well, on a th- second. Have you ever watched uh, Ashley Earnhardt on Fox News in the morning? No. I don't even well, know who that is. Well, I suggest you take a look. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I suggest you take a look in the morning. Right. If Ashley Earnhardt is on, she's on with Brian and uh, the other guy. If she's there, and she's usually the regular right. host, you'll start watching Fox News in the morning. So, so we've agreed to watch the Today Show. So oh, okay. With Hoda, the, yeah. Oh, that's with good. Hoda and uh, Kathy Lee. Or no, um, uh, Samantha. Savannah. Samantha Guthrie. Yeah. We'll have a picture of in Oh, you office. do? All right. Yeah. So, so you watch <laughs> it today, Sean. So you and your wife are working out your viewing issues. Well, here's what happens. I get home. She's watching TV downstairs. I get the TV until about 11 o'clock. When she comes up to bed, it's lights out. For, <laughs> for her? For her. And the TV got to come off. Now, she bought me a set of headphones where I could watch something on my iPad. Mm-hmm. And I tried that a couple times. It's, just, it's what? It, it, I feel goofy with headphones on. <laughs> you got them on now. You I know. You're, you're, like, like you're in bed with headphones on. It's just like I want to turn the TV on. So, right? so the big TV on a wall is shut off, and you're looking at your iPad with headphones on. Yeah, and I feel goofy, and I go, I'm going downstairs to watch TV, and then... You fall asleep downstairs. I fall asleep, and then, you know, I come up, and then I go to bed. All right. Well, that's uh, that seems okay. I don't know. Yeah, I that's... mean, do you and your wife watch the same shows? No. I got the same like, problem. Like, she comes in, and she I got has, the exact same problem. She has the Hallmark Channel on. I go, wow. These are all the same. They're like Harlequin romance novels. Like, how do you watch this? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Mark? I turned on Life on the BBC America. Did you ever watch that planet, Blue Planet, those shows that follow the animals, really fascinating stuff? Mm-hmm. My wife just walked out of the room. She oh, goes, I watch, I watch the Science Channel a lot. Yeah, right. so, and so the TV viewing is an issue at your house. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Who wants to watch the Hallmark Channel? Seriously. My wife and my son go up in the bedroom and watch TV while I watch Does the TV downstairs. The- Hallmark Channel. Um, what does she watch? She likes a lot of those, like those drama drama series, things like that. Yeah, she, she likes the singing shows. I'll tell you, too. like the, the last dispute I had with my wife on I was watching sitting there watching television, and uh, I was watching it, and uh, this guy Justin was on giving legal advice, and my wife says, "Shut that crap off!" If the, regu- <laughs> if the regular guy isn't there. This is what Thank my wife you. said. I'm not watching it. <laughs> very good. You have a very good And that's life. exactly what she said. And she also said, boy, he, he's gained a lot of weight. Um, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just teasing. All right. Uh, so you're better. You look better. I and, feel better. And would you have it done again? Um, I know you said if you had to have the other knee done, you would never do that again. Have you re- regrouped? I have regrouped, and I could probably tell you that I won't ever have this surgery again. Okay, so even though you're feeling better, you wouldn't do it again? No. No. 
Right. He said the other knee might, he may have had, have to have it, and he said you'll never get it done, right? Right. It's just, it's brutal. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't mean it bad, but it's it's brutal. All right. Well, that's good. But so all's well with you. Well, my hero's Carl Moses that has all his original parts. That's Which, the goal. I know, and look at him. That's he's the skinny. goal. Which and is he's amazing. always looking svelte. He always goes to the gym literally every night. Every right, day. and that's you know what, what, what I'm going to continue to do. I've got a few crowns. That's it. Yeah, the only crowns I have is Crown Royal, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the source of your weight gain. Uh, right. I quit drinking Crown Royal. Well, that's good. My vodka is my poison of choice. Right. All right. Well, I, well, I'm glad to see you. I'm. You, you look good. Have you been in federal court or anything lately? Um. Actually, I was in federal court. I was in front of Jeanette, uh, Judge Benita Pearson. And how'd that go? She is really spectacular. Well, did, my uh, client. Did you win or lose? I want to call her the defendant whisperer. Did you win or lose? Well, I had a. My pled my client to. You don't go to trial in federal court. You, you know, pled. Yeah, of, of course. It's federal court. <laughs> if you lose, you get it worse, right? Yeah, I mean, you lose, they smack you really hard. Can I, uh, th- th- this has nothing to do with you guys, but I noticed, uh, I, I I thought of you when the one uh, judge went up and they thought she was going to plead guilty, yeah. and she didn't plead guilty, yeah. and so then they said, well, there's going to be a lot more charges. Right. And as soon as I watch it on television, I think of Beatrice in my mind. Right. Like, take the deal. Cause, yeah. Right. Because right? yeah. if you it's don't take the deal, get better. it's just worse, right? It's not going to get better. Because they really sock it to you if you don't. Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> have you ever been interviewed by an FBI agent? Yes, I have. Well, I have on a number of occasions. And it's nothing, there's nothing pleasant about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing pleasant about it. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, it's like they're well-trained, and they know what they're doing. And scary, I would imagine. They're very yeah. scary. I mean, even for a guy like me, right. that's, that's pretty tough. Oh, you're a lawyer. Why well, would so it he bother you? made me a whimper and fool. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, really? Oh, let me tell you something. Now that I've been through the gauntlet with them, they never ask a question they don't know the answer to. They it's just a, want to see if you're going to be honest with them or not. Right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They ask you a question, they know the answer. You better not lie to them. Because if you lie to them, it's a federal crime. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of that way when Moses asks me anything, just to be blunt with you. Moses, <laughs> say, Moses says, how are you feeling today, kid? I, I don't even want to answer that question to him. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to say yeah. Moses. He is in your head. Right. He's so, in my head. So these, these guys are... <laughs> Tough. Yeah, I mean, they're trained. They're uh, The FBI is the most elite law enforcement agency in the world. Why in the world would you want to tangle with them? So your client, you made a, took a deal or whatever. Took a deal, and he was beating the slop out of me before we took the deal. Uh-huh. The judge took the bench, and she has this very like cathartic voice. And Hang on, I want to hear it. This is like in show business, we call this a cliffhanger. There you <laughs> then go. we get the legal questions. So what happened when she took the bench? We'll hear it right after this. News Radio 570 WKBN. Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy Cigar Box. Low tonight, 17. And partly sunny tomorrow on 35. Sunny Saturday at 40, 43 on Sunday, 48 on Monday. Right now, 26. News Radio 570 WKBN. So what happened? So the judge took the bench, and I said to the... The U.S. attorney heard me sort of arguing with my client, and he was really giving me a hard time. About taking a plea deal. About taking the plea deal and just, I mean, just beating me up. And so, I, I you know, when the judge come out, I'm like, I don't know if this guy's going to take this deal or not. You, did you say that to the judge? I said it to the, to the courtroom deputy. 
And the judge came out, and she was amazing. I mean, she was like the defendant whisperer. What does that she, mean? I mean, she, she talked to this guy, and I was like, is this the guy I was just talking to two minutes ago? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yes, yes, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. Just totally respectful. Well, how did she, did she, was she like empathetic or did she just maybe she respect? Just, she, so did he take the deal? Yeah, he took the deal. And and she was just, she was amazing. I mean, I. Uh, what I mean, happens when you take the deal? Do you go to prison? Oh, well, he's going to prison. Yes. <laughs> okay. They generally For don't give long? out probation in federal yeah, court. Yeah, really. It's really the unusual person that gets probation Well, in how long has he got to go to prison for? Uh, Roughly, just ballpark. The maximum is 10 years he could get for the crime. Uh-huh. He's going to probably do all of seven or eight. In prison. That was the plea deal. All right, wait a minute. Now here's a reenactment. So watch this. I just okay. want to see if you answer it as I know you over the years. So I take the plea deal, folks. Theater of the mind here. Right. I turn to Beatrice and I say, okay, what do we do now? And you say, go to jail. And what do you, no, no, no. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going home with my wife, you go to jail. Right. Because they always turn to you and say, well, what do we do now? And you say, well, you're going well, to jail. Well, no, what had happened, I told Ron a story that the judge appointed me to represent, a, to a guy who was going to represent himself, and I had to be standby counsel. Wow. In federal I'll, court? No, in state court. Oh, okay. And I'll never do that again. Because <laughs> that was the most humiliating experience of my lifetime. And the guy was a real, like, stubborn person. Okay? So he was acting as his own lawyer, lawyer, and you were just there to be standby. If wow. he had a question, I oh, had Oh, no, that's terrible. So he's trying. He gets up with the first witness, and he's trying to ask the guy a question. And... The, the he comes up, he goes, Beach, and he called me Beatrice in front of the jury. He goes, Beatrice. I go, Yes. He goes, Go to the chalkboard. He's like, That's how he's talking to me. Oh, no. <laughs> I go to the chalkboard. He goes, Draw a circle. I draw a circle. He goes, Okay, <laughs> sit down now. And oh, my God. <laughs> I got the circus dog. I go, I go and I sit down. He goes, Oh, I meant you to draw a clock. Draw a clock up there. So I went up to the blackboard and I drew a clock. He goes, Okay, sit down now. And then he goes, you see that clock? And the guy goes, yeah. And then he tried to ask him a question. And the prosecutor said, objection. And the judge said, sustained. And then the defendant asked the guy another question. And the guy said, sustained. You know, he says, you know, Mr. So-and-so, I have sustained your objection three times. You can't ask the question that way. He goes, Beatrice. And I go, yes, (laughs) come here. So I go up to the podium. (laughs) And we're talking. And we're in front of the jury. And we're talking like I'm whispering, but the jury can hear me. And he said, and he said to me, how do I ask this question? And I said, here. And I wrote it out. I wrote it out. Ask it this, you know, ask mm-hmm. it this way, okay? He goes, okay, go back and sit down. I go back and sit down. And he's looking at my piece of paper. He's looking at the jury and he's looking at the piece of paper. And he asked a question that had nothing to do with what I wrote on that paper. <laughs> All 24 eyes panned over to me like... <laughs> What the, hell did you, what the hell did you write on that paper? And I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't say that idiot didn't. He didn't ask what I wrote there. He just you know, looked at they, the paper. They looked at me like, what well, you how, wrote? How stupid is this lawyer, right? So it's that guy when he was convicted. So that guy was convicted. Oh, they, found, they found him guilty. And then he says, Beatrice, what do we do now? And Beatrice says, You're going to prison. I'm going home. <laughs> Like that. Ask me to draw uh, a clock now. Yeah, 
<laughs> even though even though you entered into a plea deal, uh, you will agree that a judge doesn't have to accept that plea deal. No, but she did. She did. Generally, in federal court, the judges accept the plea deals. Um, and when I say a plea deal, I mean between you and the prosecutor. Yeah, in in federal court, like in in state court, the judge has to have a colloquy with the defendant. So the judge has to go over, you know, all of your constitutional rights and has to lay out what the plea agreement is. And do you agree to this? Is that are you under drugs? Are you under duress? Did anyone promise you anything? Did you promise anyone anything? Did anyone give you money to take this? Did you give money to anyone to take this? You know, all of these questions get asked. But in federal court, it takes like an hour and a half to go through the colloquy because she literally reads the entire plea agreement. And she was reading it, and it was like interesting. And I had read it like ten times. <laughs> but it was more interesting when, when she was when reading. Judge Pearson was reading. I'm going, damn, this sounds really interesting. <laughs> it was just her demeanor and her voice. Wow. It was amazing. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. News Radio 570 WKBN. Folks, I just got to tell you something. I love it when Beatrice goes to federal courts. I, I, I've uh, uh, on, on this show over thirty years. I've watched him go to federal courts. He's won some too, incidentally. Yes. Federal court, you have to pick up your game. Right, but but I mean, it it is tough. And like I, if and they I, want you in court at ten, I'm there at nine. Judge Kirschbaum is like federal court too. You better not be a minute late for Judge. Kirschbaum. Now, how can he? Sometimes he doesn't take the plea. He says that's not enough. He he go, gives you a harder sentence, and he's got the right to do that. The judge, any judge, doesn't have to follow what's in the plea agreement. He can give you more. He can give you more. He can give you less. The same thing with a federal judge. The judge is not bound by that plea agreement. By the agreement that was reached. There is a way in federal court you can tie the judge's hands to the plea agreement. There is a, there is a federal uh, criminal rule of procedure that allows you to do that, but generally the U.S. attorney never gives you that, and a judge never wants their hands tied. <clears throat> now, were you in Youngstown or Cleveland? <clears throat> she, judge Benita Pearson sits in Youngstown, right down there across from the county. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know her because she... Didn't grow up in this area. She grew up in Akron, and they shared Brown when uh, Barack Obama was president. It became an opening on the federal bench, and Sherrod Brown nominated her and and uh, Judge Jean DeNorfrio and one other person, and the president picked her. Good judge? Uh, yeah, she's really good. I mean, she's – and she – you – she convinced you, his client. Listen to me. I'm, yeah. I, no, I mean, I had a civil case in her courtroom, too. I mean, you do not go in there unprepared because mm-hmm. she will chew you up and spit you out. But you know that going in. Uh, you know it going in. You know what the expectation is. It's a high bar, and you better be ready to go. Do you know during a case, do you know when you're doing these cases, in your mind, I'm winning or I'm losing? Do you know? You never really know. You have an inkling, like... But generally, you just don't know. I'll give you a for example. I was trying a murder case against Mike Yacovone and um, uh, a Don Cantalamesa. A murder case. Murder okay. case. Me and Frank Cassis, okay? My client's name was Taboo, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm beating them up before trial. And I'm saying, you know, you got a weak case here, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, you don't have any this, you don't have any that. This is your client you're saying it to. I'm saying this to the prosecution. Oh, the prosecution. Okay. So they offer me, you know, I think 13 years. My mm-hmm. guy goes, no way, man. I, you know. So after two days of trial, 
they come to me and they go, all right, take five years. Because my guy had been in a year already. They go, take five years. I go, man, I'm taking that. I go to my client. I go, the offer is five years. We're taking that. He goes, what? You don't believe my case no more? I go, no. It's not I believe in your case or not, but you're risking your life in prison versus five years. Yeah, that's a no-brainer almost now. Because and you don't know what the outcome can be. You don't know what the outcome could be. Exactly. He goes, I'm not taking it. He goes, I have faith in you. I said, dude, you got to take this deal. I mean, you, don't be stupid. You know, if I if we miss, it's your life, not mine. Don't don't put this pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Did he turned it down. Turned it down. We tried the case. Prosecutors come over and go, Dave. And I, you know, we tried. The judge thought I won the case. The bailiff thought I won the case. The deputies thought I won the case. Everybody thought I won the case except for. <laughs> The jury? They didn't think I won the case. They convicted him. <laughs> oh, man. To what? He got 33 and a half years in jail to life. Wow. And what did he say at that point? Can I take the plea? Oh, <laughs> I said, dude. I told him, I said, if you get convicted, I don't want to hear you turn down in five years. I don't want to hear And he took it like a man. Oh. I mean, that's uh, his uh, life. He'll be in life, he'll jail the rest of his life. And now, I, now, I want to ask you And question. so he said, well, you know, they're offering me such a good deal. You're doing so. I said, well, they're offering you a good deal because the trial was going my way, right? You know, but that doesn't mean a guarantee that you're going to win. That, it, it doesn't. And there was another murder case where I thought there's no way that jury believed my theory of the case. You know, there's just no way. Yeah. In like 40 minutes, like another murder case, right? They're ringing that bell. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a rush. When so, that jury's walking in and you're getting a verdict, it is the rushes of rushes. After 40 minutes, I've, I've lost or what? I told my client, I says, There's no, I've never had a jury out 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So what happened? They, they said not guilty. Wow. And the judge goes, do you want to, do you want to void your, you know, do you want them to say it all? I, no, I want to get the hell out of the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> Before Sorry, somebody changes up. their mind, right? Right. <clears throat> So you never know, like you never, you never real, and any good trial lawyer will tell you, you never know what a jury's going to do. You just, you can void dear them. You could some, you know, you get a feel for how the case is going. You look at cases. How does a person take it when they send you're going to jail for 33 years? What do they say to you? I, I mean, is it just utter shock or it's disbelief? just utter shock? I mean, they, you know, a lot of. People become what I call institutionalized. I mean, I mean, they're stunned that their life is basically behind over. bars now. Yeah, yeah. And their life, their life, as they know it, is going to be behind a jail cell. And mm-hmm. if and if you're going to do substantial time in jail, you, I'd much rather be in a federal system than the state system. Why? Just because the federal bureaus of prison has more money for their facilities than the state does, and the state's vastly overcrowded. So, you know, they, they don't have the facilities. The state system doesn't. Do like you ever fact. go visit these people in jail? Yeah, it's brutal. Right now, that's a big issue nationally uh, because there's not enough money. Not to mention the fact that. Hang on a second, folks. <laughs> don't adjust the bass on your radio. That's actually his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, our listeners, just in case, there's nothing wrong with your radio. Go ahead. For example, uh, they were talking, or I heard a report in regard to solitary confinement. Uh, there are some people who have been kept in solitary confinement for years, years, and everybody forgets about them. And there just is not enough money to really supervise the prisons. 
It yeah, is I not, mean, the prisons, we, we have... It's, it's not just a pleasant to give you, place. Yeah. Really? Let me give you a statistic, just so you know how, when they, when they use these words, mass incarceration, that's definitely happened. So in 1976 in this country, and you and I can remember back then, Mark, you can, yeah. but 1976, there were 250,000 individuals, Americans, in our state, local, and federal prisons. Mm-hmm. In 2016, it's over 2 million. So, so we have massively incarcerated. We have incapacitated people at an alarming rate, and it's costing us a lot of money. What happens when you go to these prisons? Are you visiting them? Are they appealing something or what? Well, Why it are depends you on the prison. Every prison has its rules on vi- lawyers' visits. Some of them you got to uh, you know, send an email saying what time you're coming. Can't take your cell phone in. You have to take your socks, I mean, your shoes off, your belt off. They stamp your hand. You have to go through a metal detector. I can't even take my Apple Watch in there. You know, no electronics. They scan everything, and then you get to meet with your client. Sometimes you can have a contact visit. Other times it's behind a glass. You know, when you go up to the Cuyahoga County Jail, it's brutal up there. Most of the time you're, you're through a window. And you're talking on a phone, you know. And do they tell you this is hell? Well, yeah. County jail is just... County I mean, jails are the worst. Yeah. and, 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 and I mean, I, But the client tells you this is a living hell. Yeah, because the counties don't have near the money. You know, the biggest hole, in, and I don't want to say the hole, but the biggest bite out of Mahoney County budgets, the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to maintain a jail. they got to maintain a police right. department. they got to provide security to the courts. to the courts. I mean, it's the biggest cost we have. You walk into a county jail as an example. Once when again, I, folks, do not adjust the base on your radio. When I used to do criminal work years ago, you walk into a county jail. Is that when Abraham Lincoln was around? Yeah, about that, <laughs> t- about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they put me, for example, in a room that's supposed to be quiet, and um, you sit down, and all you hear is noise, yeah, yelling and screaming, mm-hmm. and well, door, it's gotten better, Carl. Since they've built new jails, terrible. terrible. They've, really? they, terrible. they've 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 gotten better, but there's a Carl's used to the bars and the big Kia ring, you yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> but the but the jails have a particular smell too, and it's not a pleasant smell. Like I'm sure when you're an inmate in there, you sort of get immune to it, but when you come from the outside. There's a smell about it. But do some of now serious, do some of these guys who go in kind of cocky, does that take the cockiness out of them real quick? I realize, have seen prison beat even the best of men up. So that they realize this yeah. is uh, no matter how yeah, tough like, I like think guy, I am. yeah, like guys that come in my in my office. I've been doing it 32 years. They go, "Dave, I don't want to go to prison." And I mean, and, and, and I, I go, "Well, it. geez, thanks for telling me that because after 32 years, I thought you wanted to go to prison, you know?" Right. That's but see, you know, it's just every case is different. Every case is different. Every set of facts is different. You have a different prosecutor. So your original question is, do you know? You kind of have an idea. But there's no lawyer out there who has tried a number of cases that will tell you that they haven't been shocked by a verdict, either one way or the other. And and civil cases, too, like, sure. man, I really knocked that out of the ballpark. Right, absolutely. And then you don't even beat the offer that the insurance companies gave That's you. Right. Okay, I want to just ask one more thing. You remember when you said to me, I find this fascinating, really, in all seriousness, He's had a fascinating career. Absolutely. But, but you, stop, you at one point, you said to me, you stopped doing death penalty cases because the pressure is so intense. Yeah, I mean, it I, occupies your entire life. No, no, you, you, you're, you can't do anything but that case, and you literally have a person's life in your hands. But you did a number of them, and you, you well, stopped I did, doing I did them, right? I did a couple of them, and now I've, I'm not certified 
to be court appointed. But you someone used to could be. Hi- yeah, I used to be. Someone could hire me. Now, I purposely do not get certified. Because you don't want to do that. Because I don't want to judge Colin. Yeah, I don't blame saying, you. Hey, David. We need you to take this case. We need you to take this case. But, you, but you've done it in the past, and you said to me, that's all you can think about. That's all you do. I mean, my hat's off to like lawyers like Lou DeFabio or Anthony Maranto or or John Uhas or Lynn Morrow, who regularly take these death penalty cases. I mean, the motion practice is just, it's brutal. It's just a brutal practice. It's a, the facts, I mean, the worst of the worst get the death penalty cases, like that uh, semen case. Mm-hmm. You know, guy rapes a girl, then kills her and her family. I mean, what, what do you... minor. Yeah, I mean, what do you, you know, you got the worst of the worst, so you got, first of all, tough facts, tough case. The prosecution generally only takes the worst of the worst. And, you know, and guilt's not even, you know, generally guilt's not even in question. Do you still like the job? I love it. I love, like someone was asking. Because I want people to know, would you not agree, Mark and Moses, you can tell when he walks in. And I'm not kidding any of you. If he's had his ass kicked that day in any of these courts, you right? can tell when he walks in the studio. <clears throat> right. right. So yeah, I, you're mentally exhausted, right? I love, I'd lo- I, I, I love it. I love what I do. I love a challenging case. You know, uh, you know, someone. I was talking to someone today. They go, "Would you represent that Horning woman?" I said, "In a second, just because it would be an interesting case, not because I condone anything she did, but that it it would just be an interesting case to do." You know, did you take it as a huge compliment when old man Hanai was alive and he paid you a compliment as a lawyer? Oh, because he, he was, I was so good at it. Yeah, he was. He and I got along so well, and he really tied. I learned at the feet of the master. He and I tried. Could you tell one other story? They would say, "Court reporter, could you read that back?" And Hanai would read it back. Right? Yeah, he, he'd read it back. He had his handwriting mark. He wrote everything down. He wrote everything down. He was a copious note taker. And his handwriting was like typewriter reading. Like, he, you could take his pad and it would be like you're re- reading out of a book. Wow. He was so meticulous. And he wrote everything down. He wrote everything down. Everything. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, he was a great lawyer and he taught me so much. And I tried so many cases. But I remember them. when he was on at one time and he paid you a huge compliment. Did that set you back? Because yeah. he, he was known as such a great lawyer. Yeah, he, he was a... He was, uh, there's never going to be a lawyer. The way he practiced law and the way he did cross-examination. The way he thought. Yeah. You could never do that nowadays. Like, I watched him cross-examine a witness for two and a half days on a witness stand. Wow. Like, today, a judge would never let you get away with that. And on the second day, I w- you, me and the jury and the judge would say to the witness, whatever he asks you just agree with him, <laughs> because if you don't agree with him, he's going to beat you down until he does. And so, I mean, I watched him cross-examine a witness, a police officer. For two days? For two and a half days and not ask the same question twice. And just, I, I've watched him just destroy witnesses, just pick them apart. I mean, that is the toughest skill as a lawyer is to cross-examine someone. And you still like the job. I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to die at my desk. I'll never retire. Same with you, Moses? 
Look at him. He uh, looks like death warmed over today. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Do we have any calls coming in, Ron? Yeah, yeah. We what? should take some, huh? It's getting late. I don't know. I kind of find this <laughs> <laughs> But the people waiting on hold are probably really no, angry. No, 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 no. I mean, these are fascinating. It's <laughs> absolutely fascinating. Because you would think he would hate it after everything he said. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, it's not worth it. I know to me. Moses likes it. Yeah, when you go to when you love what you do, when you love it, it's not work. Right. Now that doesn't mean there aren't days when I go, ugh. You know, right, naturally. Or, or you have difficult, you know, diffi- clients are difficult. Some some clients are really difficult, you know. But for the most part, you know, like I was talking to a guy today that's charged with a pretty serious crime. And, and he looked at me and I said, okay, now I've been doing this 32 years. There isn't anyone that's going to believe the story you just told me. Let me tell you what happened in this case. And I said, now, are, are we clear what happened? You're not going to trial because you will lose. Okay. You have three police officers and you were drunk. Who do you think the jury's going to believe? The drunk guy or the three police officers? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, do you look at Moses as a great lawyer like I do? Yeah. He's, he, Thank you. Well, Thank you. You, not, there's nothing finer than to get a four-page memo from <laughs> Carl Moses on a Sunday night, and I go, he's working on a Sunday night? Like, who works on Sunday Moses, night? around Moses the clock. does. Right. Or I'll get these memos on Saturday morning, and I'm like, Carl, I... I I'm taking the day off, like really? take the day off, like and they're detailed, like and subparagraphs. <laughs> I just and footnoted. And footnoted. <laughs> okay, if I pick up a file, Moses is reading. We have a like a a, a computer uh, mm-hmm. case swear, and he writes notes. I mean, you could, it's like painting by numbers. All right, Carl did this case. Brown goes here, and purple goes there, and. Yeah, I would never want to go against Moses. Oh, he's really thorough. I, I would just plead guilty. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let's go to Jackson and the Ray. Jackson, you're on with the attorneys. How's it going, guys? Good, Jackson. Jackson. Hello. Okay, hey, I'm going to refresh your memory from two weeks ago. I almost forgot what I called for. What's your hey, comment? I'm that guy who took the car with the guy in Pittsburgh in the back alley. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, here's an update. I turned it over to the PA state attorney's uh, office there, Consumer Protection, and they're looking into it for me. Well, come to find out, this guy, <coughs> he, has, he has done the same thing pretty much. Uh, little Seister, he's got about three or four other guys that he conned and, and, uh, and is running around. I just want to find out, at what point does this become criminal? Mm. Well, that's, a, that's what a prosecuting attorney or a district attorney will make that determination after they conduct an investigation. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Jackson. Let's go to Ray. Ray, you're on with the attorneys. Uh, Thank you, Ron. I'd like to ask a a question for the attorney. Yes. Here's a question, and this would be for the attorney, Mr. uh, Mr. Moses. Yes. Uh, Fleming versus Nestor. A little homework. 1960 Supreme Court case, Fleming with two M's. I texted the the names (laughs) in if you need them. Fleming versus Nestor and Helvering versus Davis. Now, this is going to be really important in the next few months. It's about entitlements. I would like, to, uh, if Mr. Moses would have some time at some point to review those cases and render his judgment. I will email it to him. One of the up- email it to him because shows. you know Carl for for fun reads Supreme Court cases. Well, that isn't exactly true, <laughs> <laughs> Carl. What, the memos you sent me have what, cases attached. What's the to issue, them. caller? What's the issue? Bottom line. It, it, bottom line is it uh, 
these cases are about uh, earned benefits versus entitlements. Like so Social Security, Security versus Medicaid. Yeah. All right. So send us, send email Carl the, the. I texted the thing to the radio station, the 3 3, so you should have them. Fleming, double M versus Nestor, Helvering versus Davis. Okay. Black caller, caller, we're not going to. If you want Carl to do this. You got to email okay. him. At you got to email him. Go to bhlaws.com. <laughs> bhlaws. You will find an email for Carl there and email him, okay? All right. Thanks, BH buddy. Law. Thank you. All right. News Radio 570. Come in. Should I go to two? Let me see two. You're on the air. Hello there. Hi. Quick question. Um, sorry, this is the first time I'm listening to the program, so I'm not sure about the expertise. Okay, go ahead. Your um, I moved into a house a couple of years ago, and I keep getting correspondence from the uh, to the previous owner's son, who is uh, uh, not ab- above committing a couple crimes. Today I got a summons for court saying uh, you committed a felony, you need to show up to court on this day. You or uh, is it addressed to him? It's addressed to him. I was just going through my mail, you know, not even That's the, paying the, attention to You need to return to sender, moved right on the envelope, moved, return to sender. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. This is not yeah not the first time it's happened. So I, I you know what my when I moved into my house for a couple years I'd get mail for the other people and I'd write moved return to sender stick it back you know, in the mailbox. Oddly, yeah. oddly enough, caller, I have a similar thing at my house uh, which I explained to my wife. These adult magazines that are coming are obviously <laughs> somebody else's. I don't know how the why what they're in my name him? and coming he, to the coming to the address. But I said Jeez. to her, give them. Do to you me. like Stormy Daniels, like Donald? Yes, <laughs> give them to me. He's a collector. Give them to me, and I'll make sure I get them returned at the post office. Right. You, need to, you need to learn how to use the internet, right? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I really do. Okay, but I, I I let her know. I don't know why these things keep coming, you know, right. but they keep coming. All right, uh, onward. Next call, Attorney David Beatrice is here. Attorney Carl Moses, a.k.a. Darth Vader. Attorney Mark DeVecchio, right? Yeah. I think we understand why they're coming to your place. (laughs) Right, Dave? Wow, I'm scared of you, Carl. (laughs) Here's what I suggest you don't do. Don't knock on someone's door and say, hello, my name's Carl, because you're going to hear a shotgun blast through the wall, okay? Right, exactly right. It's just, it's it's great, Moses. You're you're the best. All right, line four, you're on with the attorneys. Hello? Yes, sir. Do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I have a question here. Uh, a friend of mine uh, brought to my attention the other day that uh, she went, I just wanted to know about the Amalams. Uh What happened was she was uh, coming out of Family Dollar, and she failed. She broke her ankle. Uh-huh. She said she called Life, I think it was Life Fleet. Oh, okay, whatever. Don't, no names, but what about Oh, it? I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, and uh, she called the Amalams, and they refused to take her to the hospital because she said that... Uh, uh, it looked like she couldn't afford the insurance. All right. And, and I wanted to know uh, what what is the uh, uh, procedure for Amalans to refuse uh, refuse service like that? All right, good I'd question. have to check on it, but I think there's something in the statute. If you don't need transported, they can make a judgment call. Like in other words, you can't demand to be taken if they don't see an obvious. It's not life threatening. Yeah. Do they? If if you don't have insurance, can they say we're not going to take you? No, you can't I don't pay? think that. I mean, if you're, you know. But if she just had, you know, twisted her ankle and was able to walk, they don't have to take you on that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have to look, but I think it has to be something more serious. All right. Okay. Does, does that answer it for you, sir? 
Oh, yes. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, you know, because private ambulance companies got to stay in business, too. Right. I mean, right. they can't take a bunch of people for free, right? Right. Are you going to be back on television tomorrow? I will be on television tomorrow morning on WFMJ Today. What will you be speaking about? Uh, about two cases. The Amir Ali case and what happened now, there. Uh, could you just briefly touch on that here? Because... Uh, the paper has made an excellent point, which, uh, which I mean, they, they have said here, as for a response uh, to the Vindicator, over the last decade, the uh, guy says his immigration case has undergone extensive judicial review at multiple levels on the nation's courts, including before the Immigration Court, Federal Appeals Court, and U.S. District Court, and he's lost on every right. every front. They said so. He's done. Right. Well, this is not what, – what I found out is, doing my research about this – this is not an isolated case. So the Immigration Service was monitoring a lot of undocumented people in this country, mm-hmm. or illegals, as you call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would have them check in once a year and just to keep tabs on them, you know. Uh, but since Donald Trump's been the president, that, that policy has changed. And now if you are here unlawfully um, and you check in at ICE, you're going to get handcuffs on you. And you're going back to your country, and he's lost all on, on all fronts. Right, he's, but he's it's, gone it's the not just him. It's it's happened in all over the country. But do you think he was shocked when Tim Ryan and him went up there? And I said, think that they embarrassed the congressman because they said basically. Here's what they said: They said, uh, "We're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to detain this guy." That was it. Yeah, was it? And I mean, you know, they weren't expecting that. No, no, but they. I, what's going to happen as a result of this policy is people are going to stop checking in with ICE. Mm -hmm. because they know they're going to go back to their country. So you're going to drive people underground again. At least least they had some idea of how many undocumented people were here. But But it should be a good case. He did have his day in court several times. He did have his... But but here's what I... If they had just... stand by for one second. Let me talk to you first for just 60 seconds about Cindy Lotzenheiser. She's with Howard Hanna Real Estate. Over 20 years' experience in real estate sales. She's a lifelong resident of Mahoning Valley. Top producer in the Canfield and Salem Howard Hanna offices. She's a Quality Service Award winner every year, ranked as Howard Hanna's very best of the best each year. But Cindy Lotzenheiser has a marketing plan to get your home sold. Ask her about Howard Hanna's exclusive 100% money-back guarantee. Bottom line is this. You want to sell your house? Cindy Lotzenheiser can make that happen. 330-565-3712. 330-565-3712. Cindy Lotzenheiser. All right, you were saying what? Um, this is not isolated to his case. It's happening all over the United States. So... You know, this is a policy of this administration. Mm-hmm. And and so many people are getting shipped back to their countries. And and the same fate that happened to Amir is going to happen to those 800,000, as they call dreamers, unless we do something. Because they're going to say, they're going to face that same fate. They're going to go to ICE, they're going to get cuffs put on them, and they're going to get shipped to a country that they've never been in. Right. But they went up thinking something else was going to happen. Right. And uh, so, so what do you think if you're if you're out there and you're in the shadows? You think you're going to go check in with ice? I wouldn't if I was that way. Thank you, Moses. Hope you feel better. Thank you, Ron. Nice to meet you. You're my hero. Thank you, Attorney Beatrice. Thank you, DeVecchio. Thanks, Ron. DeVecchio, Darth Vader, and Beatrice.